You're not in competition with Matt Reif. That's another thing I had to realize. Yeah, everybody talking shit on Matt Reif. You're not in competition for you. Do you know why? Because he's <laughs> blowing your ugly ass out of the water. You have, you, if you, you think you're in competition, if if I thought that I was in competition with Matt Reif, I was like, an eating competition? That's about the only one I'm winning. <laughs> you ever like, I've done this. This is going to be really embarrassing to admit. I've sung along with a rap song or rap lyrics or reggae lyrics in public so people know that I know it. Is that really? Oh, wow. Like, like so if regulate comes on at a bar. Well, not regulate, but no, I mean like. Or more of like an obscure rap song. Even if it's like Wu-Tang or it's like Mob Deep where I'm like, part of me is doing it. Not that part of me is just singing the song, but part of me is like. I want these people to I think I'm cool. I want street cred. Yeah. Yeah. I want some street cred. Do, you, do can you get? Do you see what I'm saying? Have you done it? I I hundred I hundred percent understand what you what you're saying. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sure I've done that. I don't know. Like I I know all the lyrics to Scenario by <laughs> Tribe Called Quest and Lose the New School. It's a very specific time period. I want people to know like I know rap from this era because that's when I grew up, which I do know it. But I mean like. Who gives a shit if people know that I know? It's true. It's a very like insecurity thing where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a goofball, but look, I'm cool. I have this hip hop knowledge. I can get jiggy with it. Are you, are you kind of <laughs> thinking like somebody sitting there is like, wow, this uh, this white boy likes hip hop. He's uh, cool. I think that's the dream. Yeah. I think that's absolutely the dream. I think the dream is you have some, some cool black guy to go, you know this? <laughs> is it? <laughs> Damn, I know you got down like that, Donnelly. Yeah, exactly. That's it, what yeah. you want. That's what you want, yeah. And I can't say that it's happened. Well, I told you I've, I've, I've lied about knowing things. I think everybody does that. In movies, it happens. I, somebody does, what's his name? There's a bit about you. Oh, Norm MacDonald does that. You ever just lie out of nowhere? You see that movie? You go, yeah. Well, well somebody will say something like, I, I, I don't listen to any new music, really. Like, it's very rare that I'll be listening to new I'm the music. Same. Yeah. And somebody, like, I'll, I'll just say something like, ugh. I think Drake stinks. And then they'll be like, wait, did you even listen to his last two albums? <laughs> and then I go, yeah, just didn't like them. But that's more of a fun what was your, lie. What was your favorite? Okay, which which songs didn't you really like? The third one on album two. And also, anybody, like if, it was, if I was there, because well, I know you well enough, but people should know you're breaking balls if you literally say the third one. <laughs> <laughs> the third track, or you're saying, even like tone. People know you're like, oh, you're messing with me. Like, of course. I mean, again, it's kind, it's it's kind of what I did with uh, with Jaws, is I barely watched the movie, and I know we have beef about this, but like, it's just maybe it's because it didn't stick with me when I saw it when I was a kid, and then watched parts of it on TV, and it may felt dated at the time I watched it. And I just blanketed said stinks. Well, we had beef. You and Andy Fury had a blood vendetta, like we some did. old school Sicilian type stuff. We argued about it on uh, on your serious show. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> he, he was like, "What the fuck? I didn't know we had to have statements prepared for this." Um, well, I'm I'm uh, I I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Is I th I think sometimes you feel like I am uh, people pleasing when I'm not. Yeah, but I'm but me thinking that doesn't come from a place a magical place. I I know, but uh, did you say magical? Yeah. What's that mean? Meaning like it's not coming out of thin air. No, it's not coming out of thin air. But I want you to know that when so so to to let the uh, viewers and listeners know is you asked me if tomorrow I wanted to drive to this 
uh, pizza place that your friend has that looks pretty good in Long Island. Well, no, my buddy John is a chef. He does a pizza pop up. It's called Two Birds Artisan Pizza. Follow them on on, on Instagram. He just started it. It, look at the pictures and tell me you're not going to drive out to freaking Long Island and see it. I mean, if, but if you're in the area, you go check it out. He does it every Tuesday from 11 to 2 at Sansone Market. But yes. Is he right paying us for that ad drop? Uh, we'll, maybe we'll get, we'll get one. We'll get 10% off. Of <laughs> I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it from the episode. Uh, but you said, hey, would you want to go there tomorrow and, and try their pizza? Would you want to drive out there? And you were like, I'll buy your pizza. And I stopped a second to think oh, do I have anything to do tomorrow that would inhibit me of doing that? And I don't know. And it is something that I would like to do. Yeah. But I don't know if I could say yes yet. So I'm just holding my options open. Okay. I Now that we hashed it out, I bl- I'll believe you going forward. It only happened like one or two other times when I was like, and it was going out because I know that sometimes you don't like saying, sometimes it's for other reasons. And you're like, I can't, I'm not going to go out. And it's like, like it's fixable reasons, and you might want to go out, but you don't. Stuff like that, and sometimes, or 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 saying maybe, and it's people pleasing because you feel obligated. I would think. Yeah, I don't feel. I, I mean, I I it's the crux of the show. Sure, but now we are at the point where I we, think we're you're getting stronger day by day. You're a close enough friend. Yeah, and you're somebody that knows. I mean, I mean, we talk in depth about true that. So it's like I feel comfortable being like, hey, you know, I got the fucking I got the heebie jeebies or whatever you would call it. I can't, you know, I, I don't want to go do that. Um, I'm fucking poor and I don't want to tell everybody how poor I am and, and can't don't want to spend all my money on beers tonight or like uh, I just don't see that's something that you can't get away with anymore. I feel like What's with that? a lot with a lot of friends saying no is saying no, man. Like I think the meanest thing you can do to a friend is ask why when they say they don't want to do something um yeah because i i agree i think i think we should and i'm guilty of this as well we should just take no for an answer and be like all right man but i think it's i think sometimes it's coming from a good place like you can argue that people want people want like people want to be wanted and they want to be hung out with and you're one of those people so that in your case if somebody's going why not man come on let's just blah 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 it's coming from a place of like, I really want to hang out with you. Yeah. And that's a good sign. Because I've had people where it's like, hey, man, you want to come to this thing? And they came, they're like, I can't. All right, man, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, see you next year. You know, whatever. So I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. But I agree with you where it's like, hey, we should just be able to take the answer no and that's it. Have you ever known somebody had something to do and you invited them just to be nice? Have you? I've known somebody you, like 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 I've. There's been like, people. Call out a Michael Scott. Remember that Michael Scott scene where he goes, "I have my other job tonight." When he's a telemarketer, and then um, Jim's like, Jim "You want to hang? You want to have dinner at our house?" And he's like, "Oh!" And it's actually a really sad scene. Yeah, because he's, he's such a good actor, Steve Carell, that you're like, you really feel bad for him. He can't go to their house for dinner. He's going to this sad telemarketer job. But that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Hey, you find out somebody's busy, so you're like, "Hey, man, you want to come?" I don't think I've ever done that purposely. I've done that inadvertently. Like, I've done that and found out they're going to be somewhere I knew they were going to be after the fact. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You'd be at that. I've done it purposely. You have. Because you found out. But here's the thing. The tricky part about that is they can't know you know they have plans. Like, it's a really weird, it's a very hard thing to do. It has to be the thing where you have you have information they don't have. So you found out somebody had to go to, what, a a, a show or something or whatever it is. And then that's when you, like, very, like, playing dumb have to be like, oh, man, you want to do a hang tonight? Yeah. 
And that's when they go, ah, I can't. I got this thing. All right, man. Because if they know that you know. They'll be pissed. I, there's a chance. I'll be like, oh, shit, I totally forgot you were going to be out of town. Yeah, Man, but it's, it would be it's fun. A, but if it's somebody out, it's an easy out. Yeah. You go, oh, that's right. You got to do a thing. Oh, that's right. But I don't think I've ever purposely done it. I've done it a couple times. I, I think it's mean. It is mean, but I get it in a way. I, it's hard to just tell somebody you don't want to hang out. That's that's what you're saying. You're kind of proving the point about yeah about earlier about saying no. But like, how long ago? Was it pre-New York or was it New York? Pre-New York. Pre-New York. Yes. Yeah, years, I, but years I get ago. it. I'm all, I gotta be honest. I, the more, I'm less and less offended the older I get. You could pretty much, I, I think I told you this a while ago, you could pretty much tell me you don't like me to my face. I think I'd be hurt, but I'd be like, if it was somebody I liked and I thought liked me, I'd be hurt. But I'd kind of be like, say eh, la vie, to each his own. And here's the thing. I'm a friendly guy. I'm liked by most, but not all, I would have to assume. So it's easier for me. If you're an asshole who's not liked at all, you'd be a little bit more sensitive maybe to the topic. But but to me, I am at the point now where I don't care as much as I used to about the about, about being like, oh my God, man. Like, like glad handing. Would you ever want to hear, like, would you want to be able to read minds? Whew, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I think it's related first, to what we're talking about. Yes, definitely. Yeah. First motion is to say yes. First movement is yes, of course. Who wouldn't want some kind of telepathic uh, ability? But then, then but you remember the what you think about, and you're like, "Fuck, I don't want anybody reading this." Well, that's the thing. The trick should be you. You can read minds. You either can't at all, you can't read minds at all, which is normal, or you get it and you can never goes it never goes away. Yes. And isn't there somebody who does isn't that It's a, a movie? Mel Gibson movie, yeah. What Women Want. And then doesn't he like kinda of go bonkers? Isn't that kind of why he went bonkers in his life? <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson No, if he could have if he could have read minds and knew what women want, he would have known to fucking keep his mouth shut when that recorder was on. Mel Gibson went crazy. Yeah, because he it was it was method, and he actually had that yeah. power doing what woman want. <laughs> and he would have he would have known like, hey man, I could. He would have heard her say, "I'm recording him right now" in her head, and him <laughs> been like, "I don't care what you do, babe. Hey, do do what you want. Do I love you. you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, you would if you knew what everybody thought about you. Was <laughs> somebody that knew everything I thought about them, and I. That's why it's like that's why the whole positive angle is so much better. You don't you don't have to mire yourself in that bullshit. Yeah, I'd say no, I don't. I do not want to know. I don't think I can handle that en masse like that. Like like where it's like even if it's like nuanced opinions, like I like this guy but this. I don't like his comedy. I like this guy but this. I like this guy but or would you, I don't like this guy. Would you rather Well, I got two I got two really good questions. That's, that was a good here. one already. What's your answer to that one? Let's finish that one first. I do not want to read anybody's fucking mind. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know how people feel about me. I don't want to know, like, you know, like, I I know, like, even, like, the people that, like, love me the most, those are the ones that I don't want to hear them be like, God, I love Ray, but he's such a fucking loser. Wow. Uh, That's what I mean. He's so annoying. The caveat. Yes. It would be, like, self-esteem tinnitus. You know what I mean? It would like, be brutal. It would be like, you know, tinnitus where it's like that that ringing in your ears all the time. You besides what they're saying, right? Just having the, it'd be like it'd be self-esteem schizophrenia. Yeah. Cuz you'd be hearing voices all the time. So even that alone would drive you bonkers in what? I don't know, 6 months. Would you rather you be able to read your girlfriend's mind or she could read yours? It's one or the other. 
So it's just the one person, and it goes on forever, or it's just for a certain it's, amount of time. It's, it's it's for one year. Either she can read your mind an entire year, or you can read hers an entire year. I could read hers an entire year. That's what I would pick too. Yeah, that's an easy one because it turns off in a year. Yeah. If it was forever, it'd be the same thing. It would be the same it, answer it would forever. A, it would lead to a breakup. It, it, nobody Probably said that. not one. Pro- How about this? What about this? How about uh, either? Only one of you can read minds. Only one of you. Oh, you can only read either. She can read your mind or you can read hers for a year. Or you. I just fucked up that. You messed that all up. <laughs> I was going to say. If you could read my mind right now, dude. I'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? I lost my just, train of thought. Did he just that. have a stroke mid podcast? I did. It was bad. If you could read his mind. I was like, is he trying to rewrite Inception? This Inception too. If you had a dream but, within a dream, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, you guys, you read each other's minds forever. You both can read each other's minds forever. That that would just be. So it would be horrible. It'd be, it'd be horrible. It would be horrible because a lot of the things that pop through my mind and I think aren't even things I believe. Uh, that's a great point. That's the main point. That sometimes you just think shit and then you're like, oh, I don't mean that. But if somebody gets a little snippet of it. Sometimes I think the most awful possible things. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, everybody has inner fucked up thoughts. That's what therapy's for. That, well, with, well, not even that. Like, I mean, like, like that's a that's a version of like a, like OCD is intrusive thoughts, where you just think about like, you know, what if everybody in here just got massacred? It's like, what the fuck? Is oh, that? I don't have that as much as I. Well, I'm not saying that I have that, but, oh. but I mean, that, that's, that's a thing that a lot of people deal with. But I just mean like, I, like my id, I, I think about it like like when we're in public or something, like just, well, what do you think these people would do if I just started walking around with my dick out? <laughs> or like something ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like what would these people it's do? It's always regarding yourself. Because I have that with like, oh my God, what if I just jumped off this thing right now? But it's not suicidal. I'm like, oh my God, what would happen if you just jumped off this yeah. thing? Right like just the feeling of it. But I'm not depressed or suicidal. It's it's like when you were a kid and your parents yelled at you and then you wish you died so they'd be sad. Yeah. Well, that time, I told you about that time that I I had the, it shows you the difference in thought because I got in trouble and I wrote a hole on a piece of uh, cardboard, uh, um, oak tag. Remember like the big poster board? Yeah. I wrote I wrote a long apology note and I wrote my, my name, my first name really small and my last name huge. And my thought process was, I thought I would garner some points because I'm like, look, Donnelly, I'm a Donnelly. Like, I'm part of the team. I don't know. I was probably like, probably like nine or 10. Who did you apologize to? My, my parents. Because they were like, really, I did something really, mad. I forget what it was. And I wrote the note and they thought, they thought they had sent me to therapy because they thought they meant like, I thought I was nothing. Like the Sean part was small. <laughs> the Donnelly part was big. So they thought it was like, oh, you're so depressed. It's maybe you're suicidal. Maybe, I think it was maybe 11 or 12 when I did it. Yeah, but I had a totally different take on it. Prime suicide years. Definitely. Uh, I, you know what I used to do? I used to write hate notes to my siblings. I'd slide them under their doors. Did you really? Yeah, they bu- they bullied me really bad. I told you about that. Oh like, yeah. Like they picked on me, and I and I would just snap like a little fucking spazzy <laughs> psychopath. I'd be like, I fucking hate you. I hope you die. Yeah. And I would write notes to them about how much they hate how much i hated them and then they would be downstairs talking to my mom about how i need to be committed <laughs> i was like seven dude it's like a little boy getting made fun of by like adults yeah they, getting made fun of by like intelligent people <laughs> like my sister my sister people was who in, should know better yeah 
My sister was in college, and then her her dad used to fuck with me too. My oh stepdad. really? Oh, he used to pick on me real bad. Ah, come on, man. Fucking college man. is old enough. I I know you said this is a great person, but she should know better now. She I mean, does she, know she, better. She she know, not now. I mean, know better at college. She does feel bad about it. Yeah, I'm still. sure. I'm sure. But we, my it's it's. I think it's part of the reason. Besides just his craziness and alcoholism, why my dad wanted to fight my stepdad. I told you about that. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. And they just ended up having beers together, right? They ended up just getting blackout drunk together. He like came and met him and my dad had this whole plan. He was gonna shoot Roman candles <laughs> at his truck and then fight him. And and instead my dad and him buried the hatchet almost immediately and got wasted together. It'd be great if it was like a kid show where the movie traps with the Roman candles were already set up and they all they they like they squashed it, but they still walked past the area where they were. Yeah. So your dad was like, ah oh, man, they were best friends. And they're like walking arm in arm, and they walk by, and dad goes, no, <laughs> like it's slow, <laughs> and he's like, Shh. and it's like a war scene. Like, <laughs> and your stepdad is just like, blah, blah. um, I'll tell you this, right? I have a new confidence. We used to do this on the pod. Yeah. We started probably first couple of months doing this. A new type of confidence. Whistleblower confidence. Whistleblower confidence? Whistleblower confidence. As you know, Ray, I am a very big fan of the UFO UAP topic. Oh, really? Yes. And there's a whole... Really? You, you, mean, you mean the guy that on multiple occasions when we've before we've gotten into a car at night looked up at the sky and goes, might be a night to see a UFO. <laughs> Skies are pretty clear. I'm like, would you get in the car, please? <laughs> and I just play the Dawson's Creek yeah. soundtrack in the background. So lately, I'm wondering who will be there to take your place. Yeah, it's like Creed. I know it. <laughs> I'm like, I, just, I do the Scott Stapp arm thing as I'm looking at this guy. <laughs> take me higher, aliens. So here's the thing, man. But a little, there's a little piece for you in this. This is why okay. I'm bringing it up. Uh, I mentioned a little bit of what it is recently. Um, so what ended up happening because of all the action that's going on with UFOs and now we call them UAPs, unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Um, Ugh, keep them UFOs. Well, UFOs has too much of a, uh, you know, too much of a, too much baggage. Anyway, there's been a lot of stuff going on with it with the Congress. They've had multiple hearings about it. They've had multiple people come out of the government saying these things are for real. And the Navy even publicly admitted some of the stuff that our pilots see and people on our, our ships see is 100%. We have no idea what it is. It's not all. 90% of it, 85% of it is identified. 15, 10% of it unidentified, whatever it is, right? This leads to a group called Arrow, which is like the new group within the Department of Defense that's in charge of... Checking out these videos and really looking into the matter. Arrow barely has any funding, any staffing. They've had one hearing so far, I believe, where not much info was given. There was one video shown of this orb in, in Mosul in Iraq. There's no date attached to it. It's military-based. They had no info. The guy who heads it, named Sean Kirkpatrick, he says, but from what we can tell, none of this is alien, and we have no information telling us that it's alien. Cut to this past week, this past week and a half, a... Uh, a a employee, a, a, a decorated veteran who works within the Department of Defense in one of these groups that was supposed to be studying UFOs, Dan Grush comes out and is an official whistleblower. And what that means is Congress put forth this law that said, as long as you go through the proper channels, you can whistleblow on some of these programs, these reverse engineering programs, and, and UFO-based 
military programs, you can whistleblow on these with no ramifications to your career or legally, like jail time or anything. Whistleblowing as in... Go public. Okay. But you're going to go public to people with the right, up the right chain, which is what they were trying to do. But whistleblowing is saying that people are trying to suppress information. So here you go. Dan Grush does what he's supposed to. He goes to a lawyer. He gets the whole thing you know, signed and notarized. He has, under the penalty of law and of perjury, he makes a statement where he says, for decades, the Congress has been lied to, the American public has been lied to, and there are reverse engineering projects and groups going on within the Department of Defense using private contractors in some cases where they are trying to reverse engineer alien technology that they have acquired through either crash landings or excavations, meaning archaeological digs, where they come across these things. It's been going on in America since they said the 40s. His first known uh, pickup of uh, technology he said that he was aware of the pro the programs were aware of was in 1933 in Italy and Mussolini's government uh, um, was able to find this thing. They make notes about it and Mussolini, Mussolini makes notes about it in his uh, in his logs. And then when they when Mussolini gets ousted, America comes in, makes a deal, and grabs it. That's the first the first thing first yeah. technology they got. Then you had Roswell up until the present. Right, his name is Dan Grush. The guy is unimpeachable, credible. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Really? A f- Absolutely. A fellow Pityan. A fellow Yinzer. A Yinzer. That's a what Yagoff. We would call us. A real military Yagoff. Isn't that Jagoff. Yeah, Jagoff. Yeah, Jagoff. Whatever it is. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Here... It, here's 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 what i'm gonna say is i for the why why are they suppressing the information why do why does the, the government question. not want you to know okay so there's multiple theories on this I and mean, we don't have to spend too much time no we don't I, we I really don't want to let you know about the Pittsburgh we don't connection. but i have a theory but i have a thing that kind of i think counteracts the main theory i've always heard okay let's hear it i've always, oh, well, this is why they're suppressing this is why the government doesn't want us to know that there is proof of alien life forms. I always thought it was to protect from a panic of us panicking that's, that's and being the, scared. That's the main but isn't like a that, war of the world situation. Yes. But the problem with that is doesn't it feel like the media and the government is constantly trying to get us to fucking panic about anything else anyways? Doesn't it always feel like like now like especially now and maybe this is why they're getting looser with the documents now and and the information about alien life is because whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or a conservative or a liberal and you're watching the news that's built for you, both sides are just using these like weird panic scare tactics. Yeah. Okay. So, um, does that make sense? Yes. It makes complete sense. But I think the difference is, um, the, the panic that they have usually is pitting people against each other. So you can say it's money into politics, it's people hacking Facebook, it's it's disasters, it's uh, uh, even some people have the theories about COVID, over, overreacting about COVID, oh. whatever it is, right? This is a panic that might bring us together. Exactly. But here's the thing. I, I actually, I just did a uh, great podcast it's called the Conspiracy Beer Me Podcast. These guys, these comics from North Carolina do it. Um, J.D. Scranton and and, and, and Shane, uh, Shane Smith and... and uh, what you call it? Um, so, what? What we? I just talked about them for an hour and a half, so it's fresh in my mind here. I think what ends up happening is, um, it's not just. I think it's it's all you know. They say it's all about money. I think what they're worried about is if you falter the the confidence in the in the public and you give them something that fucks with their reality, 
they, they, the, the JD was saying this, you go for broke. Nothing's worth anything. If you go to a bunch of religious people, none of that stuff, none of the good you did matter anyway because we're on a different interdimensional plane. And yeah, you, even w- everything that you know about what's going on is in your con. It's very, very heady. But yeah. I mean, everything's just your consciousness anyway. And there's other people that know how to warp the space time that you thought was a constant. So that's the the theory about these these crafts. The way they the way they get here from wherever they're from, either interdimensional or from somewhere else, is they are warping space time. They have their own sources of gravity, which we can't do. We, gravity is a constant. Gravity has you know they have what was it when the rock falls off the thing it goes at nine point whatever. Yeah, feather, they all both fall, fall at the same thing as gravity. Um, that's the whole point. The whole point is that. It changes the minute that they say these things are real. It changes our physics, and if you change somebody's physics, you change their reality, and then the panic you have on your hands is these guys have a lot of money and a lot of things, right? The markets go down. There's there's more violence, and then not even violence. I think it would just be a money based thing. Economies would go down. The power structure would go down. If you if you release what they know into the public, the public. And let them work on it, which could solve a lot of world problems. I don't. Th- they don't think it would bring everybody together on the planet, but yeah. it could solve a lot of energy problems. If because the only people who are allowed to see this stuff now, the rumor is, is like a Grumman or a Lockheed Martin, like a government-based contractor, which is basically just saying another extended arm of the government. Yeah. And this is more apparent with this information now, because that because if you really gave it to the all the scientists that you have in America, and you said, hey, here's all the info. Can you? It'd be reverse engineered. I think way, way faster. But you know, what do you, what do you want out of it all? I want to know. First off, I want to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it's real. But I got to be honest. I've been into this thing for a few years. I'm not, you know, I'm not tinfoil hat guy. I think I have a little bit of 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 of, of a um de- you, not debunker, a uh, skeptic in me. I think I'm pretty healthy when it comes to it. I have a lot of fun with it. I joke around about it. Sure. But the fact of the matter, I just want I want. Solid, solid, like this is proof. I gotta be honest, this guy to me, as long as they say he is what he is, I there's so much of this, there's so much of it that I'm like, okay, this narrative I'll believe is true. You, this military narrative I think is true. I will say I don't think that you're that you're like a crackpot. I'm not a crackpot about it, no. or like or like a cons- necessarily a full blown conspiracy theorist. No. But you do get conspiracy theory voice when you're talking about this. I you do. know what I'm talking about? I'm an animated where you kind of like where you kind of like fumble over your words a little bit. It's a lesser version of what you do theatrically on stage when you do the alien bit that you that yes. you've been closing with, yeah. where you're like you're like this guy guy, and and it's and it's what he's doing here. It's it's not it's 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 not it's not anything that we've ever seen in modern science, and you get so fired up about it, and. I like start that you could be lying to me. I totally could, but I'm not. So I I, I, I should, I've had co- uh, multiple coffees today. Sure. I have ADD. And you're you. I am not a physician. I'm not a physician. See, that's how dumb I am. I'm not a, a physicist. So the as I'm doing it, I'm like a toddler. I'm learning it as I'm talking about it. Because I'm hearing people say stuff and I'm like, this seems right. So I'm like, hey, it's the it's the isotopes and the, and the materials. Of the, you know, I'm even the moron who's like, I don't understand it fully, but I do believe serious people that have really nothing to but gain you explaining aren't selling that a book to me. or a movie. Anybody listening to this right now that heard you give me the explanation about the that dude from Pittsburgh that's trying to save us all? Did, uh, it, did it come off like I knew what I was talking? Did, did, did it sound believable It came to you? off like you knew what you were talking to, but also it came off very intense. You get this little bit like of... like you're very in, excited about You it. get this little bit of intensity... And it's like, oh shit! You he know really why? Cares about this. I don't think I talk. 
I don't think I talk about anything like that. Because it would be the, why the reason why I'm so excited about it is because if say bar none, proof positive, you got you had a pre- the president come out tomorrow. They were they were saying this in the podcast too. He's like, what would it take? What would it take for you to to believe that this is all for real? So it's like, say you had so whatever it is, whatever your version of that is. Say that happened tomorrow for everybody at once, which would never happen because we're yeah. so divided and it's we're humans and everybody wants to pretend they know what they're, you know they know. What everything. would it take for me? Yeah, is you to just be like, hey, it's, this it's is all it is. real, right? Because you don't care as much. Here's the thing: it'd be the knowing this. It'd be the it's the most the biggest story in the history of humanity that humans aren't the only life within. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's intelligent life. So. That's why I think I get so excited about it because it's the I'm dying to know before I die what it is, maybe where it's from, what what the what the reasoning is. It it, it kind of answers the what is the meaning of life thing a little bit more. But you need a lot of proof. I'm not I'm not a gullible. I'm at the point now. I've gotten my proof that I think there's things that I think are batshit. I can tell you about one of those. It's actually pretty great in a second if you want. Yeah. There's things that I go. I'm out. I've done that. I'm out. Sorry, I'm out. I'm not a gullible person by any means. I just think when it's a topic that I'm pretty indifferent about, which is most things, I'm starting to realize this as I as I get older. I'm the same way. I'm not passionate about much. Same here. It, it's literally like my friends, my family, comedy, and movies. But movies, I'm movies. That's why I wish I was a hardcore sports guy in a way, not like a and like, the st- and just the Steelers. It's it's not like like all sports like people are like who 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 you think's gonna take the NBA that's something I lie about going back to that sports, sports. I, I lie about sports and I like love sports and I watch sports and like I've played them and like I get it I'm not like a nerd who's like well how can people be into sports who really cares but like I just don't feel like I'd rather zone out and stare at a wall sometimes than pay attention to a sporting event sometimes because I'm so like. I'm like worn out from it. I've been so inv- and and I have my team, and that's I can't put any more energy. I think into that's also anything with more sports, than that. that can be as long as you if you're still excited about sports. I think that's good because that's a sign of maturity in a way. If you're there's people that lose their minds when you see those videos of people crying or that video I showed you and what was that college game? I remember you knew the teams. It was Ohio versus something. I think I showed you the video of people like. Like um, like assault, almost assaulting, coming close to assaulting this dude yeah. that had the opposite teams. He was trying to troll them. Sure, the, he was walking around and. Well, but what what I'm I, I guess what I'm trying to say is is like, I care about football. I know a lot about like football. And let me ask you this though, like we're talking about when you're watching a Steelers game, are you getting a little bit butterfly? Are you getting like yeah? There you go. That's what you need. It. That's a, that's excited about something. But I'm talking about the way that I just heard you talk about this alien shit. The way that I hear some people talk about some things, I wonder, I'm like, am I that passionate about anything? And like outside movies. of like, outside of like the normal thing. And I think I think movies is but that's kind of a lame one. So many people like movies. It's it's not niche. Well, what, it's it doesn't not, have to be obscure. I know. I, I cried watching scenes from Goodwill Hunting Drunk the other night. See, I I can relate to that. I've I've almost, I don't know if I've done it to go behind planes and trains planes, trains. And automobiles. I've cried to that, drunk. I mean, I'm, I didn't watch the movie. I was seeking out on YouTube. random scenes I know. Scenes I know what YouTube. you mean. I've done, okay. it. I've done it. I've done the same thing. Um, yeah, but that's being into something. And there's nothing wrong, even though it's a... Here's the thing. i got to be honest. It is becoming obscure. Not as many people care about movies yeah, as they used to. That's and fair. they don't have the same cachet as they had. But the only thing I have is like I got excited about my opinions about like Texas like barbecue but I, and I'm wanting to learn that. 
I, during the pandemic, I was going to get the tr- a trumpet and try to learn that, and I couldn't. I couldn't motivate myself. <laughs> what's the, what's the weirdest? Is that the weirdest thing that you want to learn how to do? A trumpet? No. Uh, <sighs> there was something that I was like, I want to learn this. Barbecue was probably the. That's not the weirdest, I guess. But I, the fact that I bought an, a smoker and tried to use it indoors, or didn't use it indoors, bought a, almost a five hundred dollars smoker when I lived in Long Island City. That shows you how how into it I was, and that's the, yeah. that's the weird part. And then I live in Queens, and I s- bought one out here, an offset, and my landlord let me chain it to my back, chain it to her back. <laughs> uh, uh, I've seen steps. you cook out there. Yeah, that's a little weird. That becomes weird because I live in the middle of New York City, and I'm not. It's not a back of a house somewhere. Place. Exactly. And then, um, yeah, the, the piano was one of them. Like so, instruments. But as far as like, I'm like macrame or something like that. Like I, I, you know, there's there's nothing like that where I'm like something that's against the ground. Like I'm pretty on the trumpet's the only or the instrument. My I don't look like I'd want to learn piano. Maybe there was a summer when I was in my early 20s where I was doing uh, specific exercises and training to be able to dunk a basketball. Um, <laughs> here's uh, the thing. That's I don't think that's weird because that's just like exercise, and then you're you're. If I did it, that'd be weird. Like I'm five eight. Do you, at any age, at any shape, there's it's not, not really happening. Any dunking guys can do it, but I I don't have the the wherewithal or the hand eye coordination to do that. You know what? I, speaking of Goodwill Hunting, you know what I taught my, You know what I taught myself to do once. Oh, we got to get to that also. The other thing after this, because you're on top. Yeah. What? Uh, the uh, you know when he lists off his brothers, Ricky, Mikey, Tommy, Bobby, Jimmy, and. You know what oh, I'm you taught about? yourself the whole thing. I learned it for a while, uh, for no reason. <laughs> I kind of like that though. That shows the love of your movie, the love of movies. Yeah. I also that's such a well. That's not the scene. The scene at the bar with Casey Affleck, and he's gonna tell the joke, and he's telling the joke. And he goes, "Was it fireworks?" And he's like, "You've heard this." It's such a great. <laughs> that, <laughs> I know what you're. It's such a great natural acting moment. Like yeah. I. I like you wonder if it was riffed. I don't think it was, to be honest. But it's such great acting, and the brothers on top of it, which makes it even a better, a better moment in the yeah. movie. But you brought up a really great uh, movie point that I love for you to love, tell everybody about. Well, it was, uh, it's tied into me watching the YouTube video, right? Of course. Yeah. So I got blacked out drunk, and somehow I, I was with I was with my girlfriend. And Natalie claimed that she'd never seen Goodwill Hunting. I got mad about it. Hold on, before you start the discussion, can I tell you what I did drunk the other night? What? I messaged Matt Reif. No, you didn't. <laughs> Pause on whatever the fuck dumb shit I was just talking about. You drunk messaged Matt Reif. I say you up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was such an influx in my. I got I was drunk and I was such an influx in the Matt Rife hate on my Facebook page, and then somebody told me at a bar uh, at a show they go everybody's talking about this Matt Rife I don't see it I go I saw tons of it and then I continued to drink for the night and I realized I go I don't know if I met the guy I got home I followed him I go I don't think we ever met hey great job on the tour good luck with the tour <laughs> did he respond I'm forty five. <laughs> Respond. I'm 45. He didn't I don't even care if he responds. It's not even about that. It's about you were talking about like the drunk. You're doing the Google hunting yeah. drunk thing. I'm like, it's you're getting your. As the kids say, you get in your feels. I was getting in my feels. Dude, I was there. in my feels. I was fucking crying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was more 
I wasn't crying about Matt Rife. That would have been. Un- yeah, you were. I, I was not crying about Matt Rife. But dude, that is so isn't funny. That fun- <laughs> remember, I was getting when I was going through that phase where I was getting blacked out drunk and DMing Rob Thomas. Yeah, I was thinking of that just now as yeah. I was talking about this. But I just wanted to. I don't know. The guy doesn't know me. I never met him. I actually thought he lived in New York. I thought I might have met him. Maybe I met him. But I was more like, really, it makes me really hate this business with what what goes on with Matt Wright. If we can take a pause, if you want to talk about that, we can. Uh, I agree. You it, know, you know, kind of made me the Matt Rife clip I saw recently that kind of made me mad. Which one is he was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, and they both talk about how sweet Ralphie May was and how nice Ralphie May was to Matt Rife, and he was an asshole. He was so mean to me. Yeah, uh, I. I've heard stories about him being a dick. Yeah, and it sucks. Uh, sucks you're dead, I guess, and your family suffers. But because I, I heard, I've heard he was a dick. Because I was kind, I was kind of like, damn, he's so fucking nice to this dude. He was like 15 and barely ever did stand up. I was like, well in. I'm respectful. I know what I'm doing, and he just wanted nothing to do with me. Well, I think I have, I have a take on that. Do you think there was a following the lead situation on that conversation? You ever have somebody bring up somebody that's kind of a dick, and then you maybe Bert did it first, maybe he did it first, and he was like, ah, oh, he's great, and then his head he's going. What are you talking about? He's a piece of shit. Fair. And also, maybe I know he also. Maybe uh, Ralphie May was having a bad day when he met you. I highly doubt it. But also, well, he did he just. D- he he did, was going through a divorce. There you go. But also, he did those talks where he was like those free comedy business talks. Maybe because the guy was fifteen, he was like, ah, he like liked like you yeah, know. Yeah, maybe it was something. I don't know. I don't but, know. I just know that I've heard all other stories about him being an asshole. But well, the guy's dead. I don't want to get into it. But I think what can happen in those podcasts, also, there's phony fucks. Maybe Matt Rife's a phony fuck and he doesn't like him. Maybe Burke can be phony. Who the fuck knows? Maybe Matt Rife's not a phony fuck. Maybe Matt Rife actually is like a good guy. I've heard he's a nice guy. But uh, here's the thing. What the fuck? You, you know, you get so, like, like my truthful opinion about him as a, as a stand-up and what he does on stage doesn't mean shit. Doesn't, same here. So it's like, regardless of what I think, regardless if I think he's funny, regardless if I think he's hacky, regardless if I think what he does is, is annoying, or he's extremely successful. He's skyrocketed at in this business about as fast as anybody I've seen. But that, apparently that's another myth. He'd been doing it 12 years, apparently. Yeah, He's been but doing comedy for a long time, this kid. But from the first time I heard his name to now, oh, oh, there, it's a two, it's like two weeks and craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then well, my thing, what I was telling people, I guess we, I don't know, should we keep going talking about this? We could talk about right. another minute or my so. My thing, my thing was, to, I told people, I went to a show the other day, and I go, if you have anybody who's like, oh, this is what the kind of things that are being written online was like. Um, Oh, so what, he's good looking, but has no jokes, and he gets ahead? Hey, man, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's kind of how show business goes. You can make the argument it's not how all stand-up can be thought of it sometimes, and there's different people, you know, there's there's like this there's, there's this club-type yeah. mentality, but guess what, a lot of anything that's coming out, any hate for this guy that's coming out, 9.5 times out of 10, it's envy, including myself. Any initial thoughts yes. I have instead of envy because you're like, fuck, I'd love to have this guy's career. And maybe you're funny, maybe you're not, but guess what? It doesn't matter. And sometimes life's not fair. Life's not fair Most sometimes. of the time, it's yeah, fucking you, not. Maybe you're hilarious, but guess what? You did something that didn't get you to that point, so eh, it sucks for you. What can I tell you? Colin Chamberlain actually had maybe the best Matt Rife takes that I've heard recently. Really? Is that he said... I'm shocked. He said he's basically... He's like AI comedy. Like he is built for what the algorithm wants. Uh, he's he's beautiful to look at. He's fucking, you know, young. He's 
likable in a sense to a certain demographic. That's a good point. And he's doing jokes about, um, you know, he's goofing around about things that are popular. Yeah. And kind of in like kind of nailed every every bullet point. And then he's wearing like like even down to the clothes he wears. He's wearing in one video. He's wearing a shirt that says Brendan fucking Frazier. And it's like, of right, course, it's, man. It's, like, right, but then they, it's almost like, you know, we're, you know why, you know why I think it gets the, everybody gets in, in their panties in a twist in comedy when this thing happens is because, uh, is because it, it happens. First off, where you been? It happens all the time. Yeah. And, and just different versions of it at whatever's hot at that moment. But secondly, if we were in music, this would be a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like how many Matt Rifes are there in music? It's True. just... It's just what he did was he took he, not that I'm saying this on purpose, but what you're describing is somebody taking all the all the pop culture stuff and just turning it into a great sellable package and yeah. being like, there you go, and then the algorithm being like, yes, good, good for him, <laughs> fuck it, good for him, great of course, for him, good for him, who cares? That's another age and also thing. also like, he's, he's, oh, also you're not in competition with Matt Reif. That's another thing I had to realize. Yeah, everybody talking shit on Matt Reif. You're not in competition for you're him. Gross. Do you know why? Because he's <laughs> blowing your ugly ass out of the water. <laughs> you're, if you're, if you're, you think you're in comp, if if I thought that I was in competition with Matt Reif, I was like an eating competition. That's about the only one I'm winning. <laughs> hey, if we're Joey Chestnut and hot dogs, I'm beating him. But if we're talking about in show business, Matt Reif <laughs> yeah. has about lapped me 400 times. Yeah, how about this? I, all to all comedians, I say this is a blanketed statement. <laughs> You're not in competition with Matt Rife. You're gross. Even the hot ones. Even the ones they're hot. I don't think this kid sweats. <laughs> I don't think he shits. <laughs> and he, he fucking, he comes ice cream. <laughs> Oh man, is that <laughs> so funny? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, that is the funny. You're not a competition with that, right? You're gross. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. It's one of these things where it's like, mm. and I, I'm not. There's no. There's no. There's no high road here. I'm in the same boat. Same exact boat. I've had all the same feelings. All the same things. I'm gross as well. Yeah, I'm gross. You're <laughs> fucking gross. This guy just he just nailed it. Like he just. He yeah. nailed the thing where it's like, hey, you have a personality and the, but it's it's, and it's you're right, it's exactly what's wanted right now. The same way that like, you have the story about Dane Cook and what, and Dane Cook I actually think is a funny guy and we I've had him on the serious show and yeah, I think he I think he had taken a lot of abuse after all that happened for sure. But guess what? In the late nineties, that's what was wanted. That's what, and also the way that he did it, it was almost like a baby version of what Matt Reif is because. He was making his own algorithm. Remember those stories about Dane Cook doing the AIM? Oh, he dominated. <laughs> and then Chris D'Elia tried it, but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Couple youngins. Couple youngins over there. But the the fact being is that anytime this happens, any, any teen idol type thing, for lack of a better phrase, you just it's just it's just the way of the world, man. It's just the way that it happens. So let's let's lay off the guy. And we just talked about him for fifteen minutes straight. I think next time I get drunk, I'm messaging Matt Rife. I can't believe that I did it. And I'm I gonna group. It. I'm gonna group message him and Dane Cook. <laughs> 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 and Rob Thomas. I just write game recognizes game. <laughs> hey, bros. I'm going to try to lump myself in with them. Isn't it crazy when you make it to the mountaintop? Everybody's gunning for them. Huh? Everybody's gunning for dudes like us. Hey, targets on our backs, huh? Right, fellas? I know you've been there years ago, Dane. Matt, I know me and you were dealing with it right now, but. 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> but the but yeah, so good luck, Matt. You know, the guy's doing a global tour and you know, look at those guys. They those guys work hard. They work really hard. It doesn't matter if they're working hard at the thing that you're you you went to fifteen open mics last week, guess what? They figured out the things that you're yeah. Actually, supposed to be working at to yeah. get to that point. Yeah, guess but what? Yeah, there, it's both. It is both. But. You you went you went to fifteen open mics this week. Uh, Matt Reif posted a video of him <laughs> talking about some old broads tits, and got a million followers from it. But yeah, he's, I'm all. He's my new favorite comic. He is him and Jeremy favorite. Piven. <laughs> Jeremy <Those> Piven. Are, <laughs> those are my two favorites. Jeremy Piven, great actor. Sorry, it's we're kind of past the point where we can't we can say that now. I think again. What? You weren't allowed. You were an embargo on complimenting Jeremy Piven. Oh, he's been a great character actor. You you know what? I, you know what I want to get to. The best was my, remember the not to keep yeah. digging a hole for us out with this Hollywood stuff, but like, did you remember the the Jeremy Piven take on his own thing where when he when he first got canceled, whatever you want to call it? No. And he was like, "Listen, everybody thinks I'm all right. I'm just a working." Actor, it's like no, you're not. <laughs> Let's relax. You were famous, dude. Like you're yeah. famous. Let's relax. Yeah, you're one of the biggest TV stars. A- at exactly. One point yeah, everybody. Entourage. And also like entourage. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Jeremy Piven, really funny guy. Um, we, could, we we we're running out of time a little bit. We could talk about uh, my Robin Williams love another time, but okay, we can talk about next. We'll s- tease it. Something that I didn't, I, I did want to say, uh, is I am kind of realizing. Like, I feel like a lot of audiences that I've seen at comedy shows recently, especially with some of these like pop up comedy shows, are really young. And I think I'm at a weird age and I'm a weird, like, semi older soul. And I don't think people are getting certain references anymore. Like, I think my reference game needs updated pretty, pretty harshly. I made a John Goodman reference on stage the other day. And there's like a 20 people in the audience, all younger, and nobody laughed at the at the joke. And I was like, I mean, that it wasn't a great line, but it like it usually gets a laugh. Usually gets something. And I was like, wait a second, do you not know who John Goodman is? And what they say? And they're like, no. I was like, how old are you? First off, I'd like to ask you, who do you? Where do you, what do you think, who are you talking, like I'm 45, I go and do these shows, I'm, the shows you're talking about, I do, and I know exactly what you're talking, I mentioned the Smurfs one day, and I was like, you don't know how the fucking Smurfs are, it's weird, it's I don't, very weird, because, <laughs> because then I made the mistake a little later, and this is what I was getting, this is what you made me think of when you said about the Piven, we can now say he's a good actor, is I did an old joke. So have you ever just had like an like flow into an old joke you haven't yes, done in a while? 100%. And then while you're going through it, one of two things happens. One <laughs> somebody died in the joke. <laughs> well, no, no, that's hilarious though. Has that happened to you? Mm-hmm. Wait, which I one? I forget which one happened a while ago. One, you don't remember the joke. You're like, oh fuck. I don't remember how this goes. Done that. Or it's about something that no longer can be talked about. Yes. So the joke is, and I, and I can do it differently now, is, is it's just about like it sucks blacking out drunk now because everybody has camera phones and posts shit on social media. So I wake up every morning with these 10-second documentaries of my blackout. Did I really need to see that I stood on a stool with a little bit of piss on the front of my jeans, singing remix to Ignition at the top of my lungs? Oh, right. And then so I was like... switch out the song. Yeah, I could just switch out the song, but I just went into the old habit of this really old joke. I mean, it's a very old joke of, of mine. And it kind of still works with the piss, piss and the... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Wow. And then I go... 
Ah, fuck. You didn't know who John Goodman is. I also don't think you know R. Kelly was actually a really good R&B singer and not just a rapist. <laughs> they laugh at that? No. No. Dude, I had the same issue you had one day that my reference was so bad, I didn't even know. Like, that's why I'll, sometimes I'll do this. Well, I'll say Smurfs or I'll say Growing Pains or some, some like yeah. old, old sitcom. And I'll go, why am I even saying that? I'm like, this is how old I am. And I mentioned being old. One day I, I went, did my set, talked about that, about being, you know, old, getting older. And then it was such a bad, such an old reference. The host came back up and he goes, you know, Sean was talking about being old. You didn't even mention that you called that girl's bag a pocketbook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was like, I'm like, I'm, it was such an old reference. I didn't even, I'm, I'm thinking it's like, hey, not a big deal. Uh, your yeah. pocketbook. Hey, what, you have your pocketbook on your lap. And then, yeah, that's an old word as well. And I'm like, oh, that didn't even occur to me during the set. I like when somebody has an old reference and it's also insanely inappropriate. Like I was at a bar with my uncle one time. And uh, he was like, hey, can you, do, can you get the barmaid's attention? I was like, barmaid? <laughs> Excuse me? And she was like, yeah, that's she is. I said, no, dude, you don't. <laughs> and then uh, she comes over and he doubles down and goes, hey, what, what, what would you call you? Like a barmaid. And she goes, I'm a bartender. He's like, ah, all right. Sorry, hon. And it's like, ah, and then he called her hun. Tops it up with yeah. <laughs> I had one that wasn't uh, it wasn't a sexist route, but it was, I think, up until way, way longer than I was supposed to with my friends. Because I think when my dad called it that, I would say, want to meet at the pizza parlor. I would say, I would say pizza parlor. And then we'll go to the soda <laughs> shop. <laughs> I'll spend a nickel and take my lady on a ride. And then if we want, we could peek backstage and see all the flapper girls getting ready. <laughs> yeah, I would say pizza parlor for like years and years. Oh man! Well, this has been a fun one, my friend. This was fun. We we learned a lot about Matt Reif and his sexuality and our sexuality and just to what? Oh, that's not what it was. I thought we were like talking in code. Were you reading my mind? <laughs> Did you get the mind reading oh, power nice midway? Yes. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can check us out on TikTok. Also. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Please check out the, the brand- YouTube. Brand New Jerks YouTube. Uh, we got our shorts. We got full video episodes on there. I think that's the most fun way to consume the podcast because you get to see us goof and you get to see the things that we laugh about not as audibly. Um, and you get to see how gross we are compared to Matt Wright. <laughs> um, if you do uh, want to see us uh, individually, we're also posting our pod clips on our individual Instagrams. Uh, he's at Shawnee Time. I'm at Raby Killing Him. Um, also on the road, uh, we'll... And, well, we have a July gig together, but I'm going to be going to Toronto uh, June uh, 22nd, I believe it is, uh, is is uh, get the, for Gary Goldman's taping. I'm going to be opening up, and then I'll be in Dallas, the House of Comedy, and then uh, the House of Comedy in Minneapolis at the end of um, at the end of July. So come ah. come see all that, and I'll I'll talk about it again. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you uh, next time, right? Bye. Do you want to do the, uh, the, or yeah, do the high five? Yeah, we haven't done a handshake in a while. Should we do the Bartholomew from Spaceballs? What's the Bartholomew? I've see, never seen Spaceballs. Oh, say I win. No, just hold on. I've seen Spaceballs. It's funny. That was a lie? Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys.